0: Hello. Welcome to Culture Fear.
1: Culture
2: fear. Culture
1: fear.
2: Culture fear.
0: Culture fear. Culture fear. Culture fear. Culture fear.
2: Culture. Fear. Culture fear. Culture fear. Culture 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 fear. Culture fear. Culture
1: fear. Culture fear. Culture fear. Culture fear. That song does my head in. But let's put that to one side, shall we?
2: hey hello how are you doing i am sean your host of this podcast if this is your first time listening to culture fear hello like i said i'm sean welcome i'm excited i presume you came here to listen to Landy. that will happen in a minute um If it's not your first time, thanks for coming back. I hope you're as excited as I was about this conversation with Landy. Um, Yeah, I'll get onto that in a second. But yeah, um, 2021 now. Um, I'm going to try and do two podcasts of this a month, maybe. But, you know, who knows? But I do have two in the week. I am recording this right now Um, coming up. Uh, for me to have those conversations so February I will definitely have two episodes for you super 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 excited for that I've got a list of a good number of people that I want to get on uh, if you think you'd like me to banish someone then um, get in touch with me and I'll try and I'll see if I think that that is something I would be able to do um, but yeah anyway um, I hope you're all well Strange, strange, strange times um, I hope you're, you're telling your I don't know I hope you're telling everyone that you love them Basically I'm not going to ramble too much But yeah It was so, so, so great to um, Get to chat to Landy um, The conversation was brilliant I really, really, really enjoyed it I imagine that that will come across I laughed so much um, I, yeah I've been lucky enough to listen to Landy's record And it's fucking brilliant Um, so no doubt that when that comes out in um, on the 22nd I believe so in two weeks you're going to enjoy that make sure you get on that yeah uh, and yeah check out all of the stuff Landy's done like Muncie Girls there's another solo record Um, she's put out some great 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 stuff and if you do enjoy it um please tell a friend that's probably like the greatest way to support the podcast if that's what you want to do um if you want to also blitz your local area with some culture fear stickers get in touch i'll send you uh, a bunch of those that i got made but yeah tell a friend tell your parents tell someone that you think would enjoy it that's the best way to get this out there peace hey landy how are you doing
0: hello i'm good thank you yeah I'm pretty good,
2: good good what have you been up to recently
0: um well like i said a minute ago i was just my girlfriend was just cutting my hair and we were listening to the clash uh london calling and so i've got it, half my head well not half but some of my hair's shaved so now it's feeling extra cold
2: yes my head after a haircut in the in the winter months I'm always like, oh, I forgot how cold it always is.
0: It's freezing. And I'm <laughs> indoors and the heating's on. <laughs>
2: yeah, but when, when you you've let it get
0: When you've let it get furry, it's just unbelievable how cold it feels.
2: I can't imagine. I've never really, I've had shoulder length hair. That's as far as I've gone. So I can't imagine how hot long hair is. Mm, I can't imagine how cold short hair is. It's like the side of your head, but like the whole hair, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freezing <laughs> this
0: is really good insight i am actually thinking about cutting my hair shorter and i'm trying to i've only started getting the urges in the last few months and i'm trying to sort of gather more um leverage on like my decision i don't want to just go in make the decision and then absolutely regret it and walk around shouldering a load of regret
2: yeah that's a bit it's a big call isn't it
0: it's massive. Do you have any advice for me?
2: Um, I wouldn't want to bear any responsibility either way. To be honest, yeah.
0: <laughs> you are not <laughs> getting involved. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Um. So, how's your day to day been recently?
0: It's been all right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very, very, very lucky. Um, like I work in, I'm living in Bristol, and I work in a Korean restaurant. It's kind of like a street food place and we just we just do takeaway anyway. Okay. So that's not affected whether sort of lockdowns happen or whatever. And I'm studying for this uh, music production course and it's all online. So I'm kind of just doing those things, you know, plodding along.
2: Yeah. And I guess like you've got your records this month. Are you able to like use the like fact that there's a lot going on but like not that physically like you're not going like loads of different places physically are you like focusing on the record like regularly maybe even daily or are you like happy to just focus on the other stuff and you just know the records coming
0: yeah well I know I do know the records coming and that's the main I'm not doing much Let's let's not pretend that I'm doing lots I'm doing barely anything but I'm basically I, I it sounds like I'm really busy like I've got this job I'm studying a degree like full time and I've got an album coming out um but really I'm just watching buffy from the beginning and I'm watching seinfeld from the beginning both simultaneously because mm-hmm. I watch buffy until I get too scared from all the demons and vampires and then I watch seinfeld and then that's cheers me up and is soothing. Um and I just don't do any university work. And I don't do I don't really do much stuff that I should be doing for my album. And then I'm only working like I cut my hours because I thought, oh, this is getting in the way of Buffy. And so yeah. I'm just barely I'm not doing that much. But I love saying to people I've got all this stuff on. Yeah, like, oh see everyone's really, really, you know, They've got nothing on during this pandemic. Oh, not me. Not me. I'm well busy. But really, <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm really not.
2: Oh, uh, Amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, on paper, you do have three things. Four, actually. University, what was it? University, record, job, and TV to get through. So that yeah. four things is the, pretty big.
0: The TV is really the only <laughs> full-time you know, activity that's going on in my life right now.
2: Yeah, the other day, um, I was talking to a friend, and I was said to her like, because I've been like trying to learn guitar recently. I was like, oh, what what song? Should, like every few days or every like week or two, I'll just text her and be like, oh, what song should I learn on guitar? And last time she was like, oh, Buff- the Buffy theme tune's really great to learn. It's and true. then I like looked it up on YouTube, and it turns out, so, I suppose like every season, that the song is like slightly different. Really? Like it's a it's re-recorded. It's re-recorded.
0: That By the I'm, same people I'm,
2: there's just slight differences okay,
0: I'm really glad you've said that because I'm almost at the end of series one and uh although I'm skipping the song every time I've probably listened to it a couple times I've definitely heard that first bit you know the you know the guitar slide into yes. it <laughs> so I'll at least if that's different I'll definitely notice I love stuff I'd- like that though I love like getting really into like nerdy stuff like that
2: yeah does, does your record have like a reprisal what is a reprisal like a a song or like lyrics come back in at one point oh always like
0: like a recurring a recurring theme or like i guess
2: um i always remembered like was you ever into the first good luck album yeah and they had like two songs that were like the same but different, and I was like, "That's well, so cool!"
0: I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, no, no, I don't have that. That that's rare, isn't it?
2: I think that's it is a rare, rare gem. Yeah, especially when it's done well. Yeah. Rather than just like tax on to get a tenth song on the record.
0: Like a totally different. <laughs> is it? Is it that song? Stars are exploding.
2: That's it. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Like they're
0: doing. They're doing the same song with different lyrics basically
2: and the the singers change as well I yeah think.
0: okay yeah yeah um um so i didn't do that but now i'm just filled with regret because <laughs> that's such a good idea
2: <laughs> maybe the next album will just be like as if it'll be like this album but like the same but different yeah. the next album every song do,
0: do you think that happens when like bands write a song and they're like god this is so much better than any of the songs i've done let's do it again but different so that we can record I, it again
2: it definitely could be i think phoebe bridges just released a record of four songs where it was like i guess it they, i guess they're more like alternate versions rather than like this more like Somewhat pretentious, like album. Two of the same songs in an album, but they've she just released like four songs with like that are all from the album, just different versions.
0: Oh yeah, see, she is a classic artist who's just milking it. And why why not? <laughs> yeah. Because you have got all these absolute schmucks, myself included, who love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people yeah. love. I don't love it. I think it's good, but people love it so much that you can just do that. You know you're like you might as well just like release something that you just don't even like and everyone else will like it (laughs) why not
2: yeah yeah instead of it's just instead of calling it a remix which i guess i feel like when i was like 13 remixes were like massive and And now it's just like oh no instead of guitars it's all string section yeah 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 um but yes um I guess we should get into uh, the nuts and bolts, I guess. How, um, I guess this is maybe a bit of a, a basic, but maybe interesting question. How quickly was like your records that you've like, you're just about to release. Was that always like a solo record?
0: Yeah. Those you, songs. You mean, as opposed to songs that I would have been doing. Like with them, Girls. Like, fancy girls. Yeah. But I think the thing is, is that Muncie Girls hasn't toured or really done that much in the ages because before the pandemic we were having a little break anyway um so it kind of yeah I don't know I don't think I ever thought because there are songs that are um being like demoed or were before the pandemic with Muncie Girls so I think these songs yeah were always kind of destined for this solo record they're a little bit different. They're definitely different like thematically than Muncie Girls' songs, I reckon.
2: Yeah, I guess the question I probably should have asked before was like, so Mun- so when I think when I picture most bands, I'm like, oh, guitarist probably writes the guitar parts, vocalist probably writes the vocal melodies and probably the lyrics. Um and like then there's different processes of whether like the songs are brought to practice or like they're worked on. But I feel like Muncie Girls might not be like that. How I mean, I guess it's a broad question. You've written a lot of songs, but like how does a Muncie Girls song kind of normally come together? Is it are they like your guitar ideas or
0: Yeah. Well I I just basically write the whole song on an acoustic guitar in my bedroom when I'm sad (laughs) in this little sad scene of (laughs) some twelve year old. (laughs) And um and then I'll usually do like like yeah like you said you know we've we've done a lot of songs and some of them are written differently but this is just like the general way that we would do it and then i would kind of demo it on like garage band you know i have like i have pro tools now and 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 uh lots of these like um workstations whatever they're called but I love to demo songs on GarageBand on my phone I love it I find it so convenient that you don't have to like plug in a microphone set up your um, interface and then try and figure out where the hell the input's coming from and then like pull down thousands of tabs watch like all these men on YouTube try and explain (laughs) to you like how to fix this bug you've run into I find it so incredibly frustrating by the time it's set up there's absolutely no way I'm, you know, able to record anything, because my creativity has been completely, yeah, obliterated. So I just always record like a really, really crackly um, demo on GarageBand on my phone, and then layer up with with guitars or harmonies or whatever, and then I guess like I send that to Dean and Luke, and then they might have a little play around. And then when we get together, it's quite nice because everyone's already kind of looked at the song. Or we do just jam things out. But I, yeah, I tend to write the chords. So usually like the chords and the, all the vocals are already completely done. And then we'll maybe work on like a riff together or a groove or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's the sort of question. Like some people find that so interesting. Some people find that so boring.
2: Yeah, I'm you know a I mean? nerd for that. I'd, I'd love to know how every band that I like really love how their songs are like. Like, Have you listened to that Song Exploder podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. S- that's... Some of that is just pure, like, straight in my veins. Like it's gold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bury me with this podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I... Some of it you're like, oh, you're quite boring. It is just like, well, the guitarist brought this over and I just started, like, singing this. Yeah, uh, that yeah. I wrote on the bus on the way to practice. And uh, yeah. I guess that's how it was written.
0: I think you know artists should really tell whoever is scouting for those guests to go on that podcast the guests should really do a disclaimer like by the way this song has literally no story whatsoever you know
2: yeah and then they shouldn't do it
0: or they should do a song where there's a story
2: yeah yeah there's got they've got yeah and if not just be like look thanks for like hitting us up, but this PR person can just ask one of the other bands that's paying them to, like, do PR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, just, yeah. like, we just have a formula that's very boring.
0: Yeah, and you can't know it either, <laughs> else you'll steal it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you feel like, um, so, yeah, do you feel some, uh, Muncie Girls is, like, again, from, like, the outside it seems, like, pretty cool in that, like, ev- every record, like, different people are listening to it. I'm sure, and like, I know that there's, like, a big core of people that, like, have loved Muncie Girls for a a long time, but there does seem to be that the records, like, reach other places, at least from me looking from the outside that that's the case. Um, Do you feel like, since you've been playing guitar, people do respond to you as, like, a songwriter differently because you're playing guitar rather than bass in, like... The same way where i was like i guess like i just presume most people it's like the guitarist writes a guitar
0: yeah i think i don't know i think like there's not it's hard to differentiate whether it's because i switched to guitar or it's because we kind of got to a different point in what we were doing because it's like a different moment in time if you get what i mean but honestly like the main overwhelming thing i've noticed about people who are in any way interested in the band beyond just listening to it for themselves. They're all middle-aged men. And I, I need to get to the bottom of this. I've spoken to some friends, especially ones who are in a similar situation or who have witnessed it, you know, because it's not realistically, it's really not many people who are kind of avidly into Muncie Girls. We're
2: yeah. the sort
0: of band who are at that level where, like, a couple of people per show will come up to you at the end and be like, "Hey, like, that was really cool," or whatever. Want want to talk to you, um, but the people that do, this, the minority of people that do, are always middle aged men. And I'm not slagging them off because they've got to have some music to enjoy. But why do the dads dig this band <laughs> when honestly it's it's literally the the deep the deep feelings of a young lesbian girl you know often like it will be harking back to like my teenage feelings why does a middle-aged man relate to that or what are they getting out of it and i'm not saying that they're not allowed they're allowed you know they're welcome of course everyone's welcome but what on earth are they digging there it's fascinating
2: that is fascinating that is really fascinating that must be a real brain scratcher when you're trying to like think, <laughs> where are they coming yeah, from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I,
0: yeah, I, I just, I want to know if you've got any theories, like theories that have come in before are just like, they, no, nothing has grabbed me that I think like, yeah, that's why, you know? And I, I mean, don't, I don't think that they're, they're kind of like all the time pervy. Often they are pervy. Sure. Middle-aged men. That's the thing, but not all the time, not at all. So that can't be the prevailing thing that unites them.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe there are a lot of people that. So maybe I guess there's like two strains. One, there might be a lot of people that would love to come and have that conversation. When you say with strains,
0: me. it makes you, it sound like you're talking about the virus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, now we've got this hyper strain. Should we talk about this mutated strain? (laughs) The mutated middle-aged men. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I guess one might be that there are, like, a lot of people that would love to come and say hi. They just don't really know whether it's their place or they're, like, too shy to do that. Incredible. I love this theory. Of of course, like, um, being a middle-aged man, I mean, like, so, like, me, I've... I'm not a middle-aged man but like I will be in double uh, at some point but like me as like a a man a white especially like a white man in music like I've always loved like going up to the band and it never as soon as I got into the idea that like the band was in front of me and I could go and like speak to them in a way that like obviously at bigger shows you just never near someone but like I was always going to go up to someone and say, I really love your band to the point that when I think now I don't do that really anymore. And I'm like, I should, because like, I'm sure they'd be so stoked if someone come up to them and said like, your band means a lot to me. But, um, I think that that is definitely like a entitlement that like men have, especially within music as well, like of all these things. Um, so that was one of the strains. What was the other strain? Um,
0: but Sean that strain is the winner like that's a really good point my only my only question is that I've got you know friends that are in like maybe bands that are all guys and they're not only approached by these middle-aged men you know the dads of the dads of punk rock But I I think that has got to be like a huge factor is the fact that they just think like, well, yeah, obviously that's what I'm doing, you know?
2: Yeah, and like the entitlement of thinking like, they'd be chuffed for me to tell them as a middle-aged man (laughs) this young woman that's like singing about things that I've never experienced would be chuffed for me to say how much I like their band how I like the guitar that they're playing and their tone's quite good but if they did this it might sound yeah (laughs)
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) excuse me miss will you allow me to enlighten your day and your life by completely (laughs) flattering you and giving you unsolicited advice
2: yeah i think i'd like to hope that that is the case because i'm sure that like because it's it's not just middle-aged men that come and s- that that see come and see months girls is it
0: no but unfortunately because they are a, a very vocal minority <laughs> or not minority they feel like the mass majority now i i think it's been a long time since we've played shows and um and my memory does weird things to me, you know? Like, uh, my memory is so bad at the best of times. When I'm trying to recall moments in time or kind of long stretches of time, they blur into maybe sort of one experience. So when I think, oh yeah, that band that we, you know, we used to go on tour or used to play shows, when I look back on the entire 10 years of us playing shows, It all boils down to this one time in Belgium when like four dads approached us after the show. (laughs) And that's what I think of as the entire time of playing shows.
2: And I think that a lot of, so especially like, obviously Muncie Girls plays like bigger shows to like broader people. But I'd reckon the first five years of Muncie Girls, when to your mind is not coming like your mind isn't coming to all these people that have spoken to you. It's coming to like the dads maybe then and definitely after that period. But like the first five years, I bet the people that like, I bet you met loads of people because they liked Muncie Girls music, but because they aren't fans, they're friends or they're like friends in a like scene kind of way. Like you're just like, oh, they're not coming up to like either. They, yeah, you're like, they're not coming up to me because they like my band they're like my friend or you look back now they're your friend or now they're an acquaintance that you see at shows regularly you don't see them as the person to remember as like you would remember an old fella
0: yeah uh, sean this is fantastic so theory number two is that there are loads of these younger non-men coming up to us but i actually befriended them So they Mm. don't, they, that's just how we met. That's how we made friends. So they no longer exist as the person who came up and said that they liked it. I like this. Yeah. That's totally it. That's what that's we've, we've now completely solved this mystery that's been really bothering me for years now.
2: Yeah. Which I think, yeah, that's, you must've made so many friends through playing shows and like being at shows. Yeah. Where people people have already been like a like i've already enjoyed like monster girls music whether they like let you know that or not
0: yeah maybe, maybe. um but this when we, it's so weird talking about shows like it really <laughs> really is a thing of the past isn't it
2: yeah it really like, do you is. remember
0: going to shows playing shows uh, i don't
2: and and just like um standing outside when a band you're not that fussed on just chatting to your mates yeah and just like the whole experience of like how yeah however you enjoy a show because i had a friend like when there was one of these sit down shows uh they were like i went but it wasn't the same because i actually don't really one when i see a band i don't sit down and i'm not really far away from them two when i go to a show i don't really watch all the bands I'm just outside, like hanging out with people that I meet, like uh, that I know and acquaintances.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a massive reason why you don't just go. Like, that's a musical. That's not a show. <laughs> Everything you describe is <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a musical. You know.
2: Yeah. How did you find the? Um, not that I'd think that they're like a bad thing. Like this call cool that there is something for people to do, but like, how did you find the uh, like in- the internet stuff? Like the, the
0: live streaming, yeah. I mean, do you know what? It's it's enjoyable in terms of when you haven't played shows in months and you completely forget that you can even... Like, it's weird having to rely on other things that I kind of do as, like, my skills or my interests, you know? Like, oh, I'm trying to cook all the time or I'm trying to do more drawing or whatever. And it's so it's nice, It's and I can't do those things very well, so it's nice to to feel like oh yeah there's something that i enjoy doing and that i'm not actually that bad at so in that in that sense it's nice and it's also nice that you kind of see that a few of your friends are still out there that <laughs> you don't really have like a big enough excuse to to strike up a conversation with them or you don't want to get into a conversation with them you know you, you just you like that they exist you like seeing them at shows and there they are suddenly oh yeah there they are like you know you you actually know people and that's nice but everything else about it is horrible it's so scary you're basically singing into like a wall of nothingness no one's there you know there's no one else in the room at all it's really lonely and it's quite embarrassing it kind of you feel a little bit like a, a sort of really young teenager recording like a few covers to put on your YouTube channel (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not slagging those kids off they have to exist but that I don't know how to do it I don't know where to look and I think if I'm looking at my camera am I kind of singing to people like hello I'm singing to you and that's so embarrassing and also who am I singing to no one but then if I look away it looks like am I doing this sort of like really kind of poignant You know, like you know, when someone like points a camera in your face, if you look away, you feel like such a dick. If you look right at it, you feel like even more (laughs) of a dick. (laughs) It's like, so okay, where do I look? I close my eyes and look like I'm really into it when I'm kind of not. And then you start. Then the worst bit is you start reading the comments as like the live stream comes through, Uh... and you're thinking like, before you do it, oh, don't worry, it's going to be all these like random people that I have no idea who they are they're going to be saying all these adoring things like we've missed you so much like thank you for saving our lockdown from the mundanity of 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 takeaways or whatever no it's only like people you know which is great but they're chatting amongst themselves (laughs) like at a show that's really rude but on a live stream it's absolutely fine it's outrageous and then you can't say like excuse me i'm actually playing here because there's nothing you can do you can't police like you need someone else to be policing the chat but then you don't really want to police the chat because then that's not fun in quote marks it's horrific the whole thing's horrific but then you can't not do them because then it's even more horrific to not play any kind of show so sorry that wasn't a simple answer but you know I (laughs) i don't know how i feel about them really
2: yeah maybe there needs to be a smoking area where people can hear you a bit muffled but definitely talk amongst themselves there
0: definitely needs to be a virtual smoking area (laughs) and i'd quite like there to be virtual smoking as well because i've quit in the last month so some sort of not a vape like even more conceptual than a vape and in a (laughs) virtual space and i'll see you there that sounds really good
2: how how's it how's your month been then of uh cigarette free
0: oh wow yeah so basically at the i think cigarettes really got me through lockdown and i really really loved smoking do you smoke
2: i don't know i never have
0: oh okay so so that's great but it's also like you've never known the joys of going (laughs) through like a delicious cigarette phase it's like a delicious cigarette phase is where every cigarette is obviously delicious and then you go through the phase where they're, all of them are disgusting. And that's really the time where you need to seize that and quit. But I was going through the entire of the pandemic was delicious cigarette phase. And it I wasn't going away. So I just had to quit whilst they were still delicious. And then, yeah, I was such a monster, such a nicotine <laughs> monster. I just wanted cigarettes. So I was being so grumpy. It was it was hard to deal with. I felt really sorry for my girlfriend, but we got through it. And um, I don't crave them anymore, so I'm just just back on the
2: popcorn now. Nice. Is that what your session? Popcorn.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to I like to chomp on whatever sort of sugary bad things are around.
2: So you're like sugar on your pot- Do you make your own popcorn? Or is no, bad?
0: no, I can't be bothered. I just buy it in those. You know, you can get massive bags from, like, Tesco's or whatever. Two okay. for two quid. And they're, they're massive. They're, like, the size of two heads tall. <laughs> Big heads. Um, They're really nice. Really nice. Yeah. Oh, I might have to get some tonight, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What about
0: you? Have you been on the popcorn this pandemic?
2: I haven't. Um, when I moved into this house over two years ago, I bought a packet of popcorn kernels. I was like, definitely make popcorn. Like, of course I would you just... And they're still in the... I don't think they go off, thankfully, but they're still in the cupboard.
0: Yeah, but Um, that's your first mistake. You need to buy it (laughs) pre-popped. It's nicer anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Kate likes um, salt and sweet.
0: Yeah, it's the best one.
2: For me, I'm just... No, just give me sweet. Just give me sweet.
0: I mean, sure, I'll have sweet any day. (laughs) But when you put the salt in there, you can keep eating it forever it's really yeah. it's really 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 genius
2: yeah they know how to get you
0: they really do it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> and i for one walk into it every day
2: <laughs> yeah i guess popcorn's better than the ciggies for the, f- the f- but and they probably always taste pretty good but never as good as a good cigarette phase yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um Yes, right. So I I actually um, wrote a question earlier that I was like, I'd like to ask this question, and then I wrote, I was like, Jesus, that is a mouthful. Okay, but, um, I'm here I'm gonna, for it. I'm, yeah, I'd like to. Is hear it a tongue it. twister? There's no alliteration, I don't think. So there's at least that. It's not one of those seashell, seashells on the seashore. Mm-hmm. But um, right, so the thing that I noticed both listening to the records and like through maybe like the, how the PR was pushed with the last monthly girls record and your new, uh, your new LP was like mm. the last monthly girls record seemed to like talk a lot about sobriety or your sobriety, not just yeah. the, the the world sobriety <laughs> lack thereof. And this new record about like sexuality and like your sexuality and like Really like honing in on those themes, and I've, like especially with the PR, like I think that when I listened to your record, I was like, oh, it's it seems like less. It's not just about those themes. Where like the one thing I'd read, I think maybe because the song Whiskey is probably like a lot to do with that in a way that some of the other songs aren't. Yeah. But um, when so this is so. This is this could be me totally projecting as well. So like I'm just like super interested. Like do you write records and then think, Oh wow, these themes have been coming out? Or are these like things that are going on in your life that you feel you need to write about and it helps you understand them? Or like is it like oh I've moved past that and it's like really good for me to like look back on that and write about that stuff?
0: Yeah, I think I think like I basically just I kind of just write a song because I've got, you know, a tune stuck in my head or whatever. And then it's quite, it's kind of weird. Well, it's weird when I think about it, but I think probably a lot of people are like that. Where once I've written the song, it's not even until maybe, you know, I've listened to it or even recorded it that I actually understand what I was even writing about. So, I, yeah it's hard to describe that but and it's quite strange but like there were even songs on um on that Fixed Ideas album the Muncie Girls album there were a couple of songs about sobriety that I had no idea were about sobriety until like until a, a decent amount of hindsight I guess um maybe that's partly to do with the fact that it was about sobriety which is kind of like a Mm, self-awareness type of thing you need a bit of perspective to be able to identify it but yeah I think with with this record like my solo album it it kind of it was a conscious decision in terms of once the songs were written I was like yes definitely there's more there's more kind of this theme of me coming out as gay and me documenting it and kind of just talking about it in the songs so to the point where I wanted to create the theme of the album as that because I think it's good to you might as well be saying something rather than saying a hundred things and so you're saying nothing you know and it's like you said like, yeah there are lots of different themes on there but that's not kind of your one theme that you actually want to talk about and you feel strongly about is going to be completely swallowed up if you don't kind of try and pigeonhole yourself in a positive way if you get know I mean I think it's the same with like writing anything you might as well identify what it is you're actually, what topic you're even talking about because yeah. people will, will people are going to find different themes in there you know, whether you put them in or not because everyone will experience your writing as something different but yeah, for me like, I definitely wanted to push this whole theme of like me coming out as gay and I wanted to draw people in on that kind of uh, with that like intention so that the type of people that are listening to it are people who would maybe find that useful to listen to or want to identify with or or you know support or whatever because it's also kind of like a world that I wanted to break into a bit more so it's definitely like conscious in those ways but when I was writing it it's just I can't really help what I write about generally
2: yeah yeah That's so interesting because like when you're saying that, I'm like, of course, because, you know, like whatever it is, but like when you read an amazing book and like you want to talk to your friend who's like said, oh, read this book is amazing. And you're like, I don't know where to start. Well, that's kind of that, isn't it? And like, yeah. So, you know, you could say your album is about like religion and like how maybe like that impacts the rest of your life or like something like that and that would be like the choice where it's being and people will pick up on that first and then maybe like or yeah that's so interesting because yeah if, like you'd hope as a writer of any or anything or like anything creative that you do you'd hope that it's like complex
0: yeah well yeah exactly we if complex. it was one if it was one dimensional <laughs> it wouldn't lo- i don't see how you'd bulk that out enough to make half an hour's worth of music or whatever else it is you're writing but i think i think people yeah. people often do this kind of thing like even with you know they'll write an album and then for example if they've got like a major major management or you know like something they're working with people that have much more creative like involvement or fuck with you creatively more basically they'll be yeah. like now we need to push this angle because this will be more commercially responsive or whatever. And that happens all the time. But I think it's much more liberating to be able to do it to yourself and be like, well, actually, I want this angle of what I've written to be the thing that people know about it, you know. Like going back to, like, Phoebe Bridges, for example, she's not just someone who writes about ghosts or being epically sad, or <laughs> smoking yeah. weed or not smoking weed or whatever it is she does. But she's ended up pushing those themes and like they're kind of really, they're kind of, you can pick up on them really easily and they're they're quite easy to respond to, you know, like, so it's quite good then that the people that listen to that are people who lean towards feeling sad a lot when actually like her songs aren't even, they're not that sad, you know. Like people write sadder songs but I think it it works really well to be to choose the theme that you think people will be able to relate to, or at least like find something helpful within it that they might be able to identify with.
2: Yeah, and it must be so exciting being able to do that with Get Better Records, which has like cultivated such a community for like what you wanted to express.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think. I think until I spoke to Alex from Get Better, I didn't really, like, I was going to put this record online, on, you know, on Bandcamp or whatever, and just be like, yeah, there you go. You know, I did put a lot of effort in making it, but I also just wanted to put it out there. I hate waiting. But then I spoke to Alex and they were like, oh, why why don't we press it? And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And since that moment, It's been so much more rewarding to put the effort in and, you know, push this more as a project that I'm kind of focusing more on, especially during this time when there's not actually as much going on, apart from Buffy, like I said. (laughs) But, like, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think that label is such, like, a special place that really makes people feel, like, comfortable and makes people feel, like... I don't want to say scene because it's such a buzzword, but you, do you know what I mean? Like that it's really kind of um, nurturing for queer people and it, that's really special because there are so many like amazing labels, but do they offer such like an inclusive space for queer people? And like, I mean inclusive, not just in the kind of again, buzzy way that people talk about it.
2: So I think it's, Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a, it's a super special label
2: definitely and yeah that's got to be so like great yeah like you're saying it's like to to be able to be like oh feel like part of it but yeah like you're saying that like it's inclusive not in a buzz term like they've actually like do the work which obviously means that you continue (laughs) to always do the work to actually like understand what that means and like totally make that happen
0: do the work is another buzz term
2: it is, <laughs> isn't yeah.
0: it? It's hard, like, because we're all so isolated. Literally, another another word of twenty twenty, because we're all so kind of just meeting on, on online spaces. We're all starting to share the same vocabulary. <laughs> so even if we weren't the type <laughs> of people who bought into these buzz terms before, because of the fact that we're all all on the same internet space. We're all using these same words, you know,
1: Mm, I actually started,
0: I started a list. I should have been writing a um, New Year's resolutions list, but instead I've been writing a buzz term buzzwords (laughs) of 2020 lists. Do you want to hear a few of them so far? I
2: would, I would love to.
0: Okay. My first one is linear. Okay. Right. And I get that that doesn't jump out at you right now, but just.
2: It will now no but now i've heard it
0: but like linear in terms of like do you know like um like therapy therapy memes they're on my timeline a lot and oh, it will okay. be like it would be like healing is not linear or like or like <laughs> trauma i don't i'm not laughing at these things because no okay and it is bad because it might sound like, like i am but i i'm genuinely not because i understand that these things are uh, for real but it'll be you know like it'll be like trauma is not linear or like friendships are not linear or your needs are not linear it'd be like okay so basically an entire generation of people are hearing the word linear for the first time and they're loving yeah. it and that's what's going on and another one I've got is compartmentalize
2: yeah okay yep, yep. you've had
0: this one a lot in the last year this is like this is like, again, to do with, you know, mental health stuff, I guess. But compartmentalize. I've used it in a song, I've just realized. The buzzword <laughs> has gotten into my vocabulary that much. But people say it all the time. Like, yeah, I think you probably just need to like compartmentalize your feelings. Or you need to not compartmentalize your feelings. Or you should be compartmentalizing your tasks.
2: You can never do a perfect amount, can you? You're either doing it too much or not enough.
0: The- The only important thing is that the word is said. (laughs) I I could go on with my list, but I really don't think that I should. What was the one we just had? I'm just going to add it right now. Do
2: you remember? Uh, Um, Do the work. Do the the work. work. Do the work. Um, The one that I saw a comedian talk about, um, which I was like, yes, solidarity. Yeah. And it was like, solidarity used to be about people sacrificing something from their lives to make the lives of people that are like more vulnerable or like you know like I will give up some of my wages to feed people yeah. that are striking for better things in their lives yeah, yeah. For, or, for, for, for the better and to, who are fighting for the rights of like more people and now it's like resharing something on your Instagram story in solidarity
0: yeah yeah yeah, that's not actually doing
2: anything that's not solid that's not what solidarity is and i mean it's a massive conversation but like
0: you shouldn't be able to award yourself (laughs) the term solidarity (laughs) you know what i mean like that's not really fair unless you unless you've earned it in such a way that you've been awarded it by other people who are of a certain standard in terms of what they've done in the past you can't do it to yourself
2: yeah and maybe if you have it pushed on you surely the people with truce on that are probably a little bit too humble to take it on the take it and wear it as a badge of honor anyway exactly i mean yeah i think i do think it's like definitely a bigger conversation but i do think these words are like they're all words that like actually mean something super important that then can be taken away and then like they kind of become like 10 percent of the importance that they actually had oh yeah and especially in, like, mental health.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah. This
0: is a whole other conversation, though. It really, Yeah, yeah. It Cause, is. Especially because these are very, very 2020 things, aren't they?
2: Yeah, and it's maybe something that you'd need to look back on and be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that was happening. And now in 2028, the word linear is now the name of the biggest search engine in the world
0: yeah (laughs) yeah no wait sean cut that bit out and keep that's a great idea linear it's brilliant because it it gives the impression that you're not going to go down all these rabbit holes it's linear you you want to you want to search for something you don't want all these strands like a bloody tube map you just want the thing you're looking for linear love it
2: yeah every click every search We'll plant a tree and hug someone <laughs> as well. So not yet, very... though.
0: Don't hug anyone for <laughs> no. two more years.
2: Oh, no
0: touching. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a strange time.
2: <laughs> oh, um, that was a lovely rabbit hole. It was. Yeah, and I think we pulled ourselves back from going down even more. Well, while we're on the subject of
0: rabbits, um. I must just say that I can actually smell the carrot soup that my girlfriend is cooking, and I think it might nearly be ready.
2: <gasps> oh, nice. Okay. Is
0: that is this a good time to go and eat my carrot soup?
2: That was the perfect time for Landy to go and eat her carrot soup. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. This song is called 80 Days of Rain. It's from a record, Going to Hell. It's out on the 26th of February. Go and enjoy it. See ya!
1: just to show you that I could